Chapter Six of the Emerald City of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Six: How Guff Visited the Whimsies. The new general of the Nome King's army knew perfectly well that to fail in his plans meant death for him. Yet he was not at all anxious or worried. He hated everyone who was good and longed to make all who were happy unhappy. Therefore he had accepted this dangerous position as general quite willingly, feeling sure in his evil mind that he would be able to do a lot of mischief and finally conquer the land of Oz. Yet Guff determined to be careful and to lay his plans well so as not to fail. He argued that only careless people fail in what they attempt to do. The mountains underneath which the Nome King's extensive caverns were located lay grouped just north of the land of Ev, which lay directly across the deadly desert to the east of the land of Oz. As the mountains were also on the edge of the desert, the Nome King found that he had only to tunnel underneath the desert to reach Ozma's dominions. He did not wish his armies to appear above ground in the country of the Winkies, which was the part of the land of Oz nearest to King Roquat's own country, as then the people would give the alarm and enable Ozma to fortify the Emerald City and assemble an army. He wanted to take all the Oz people by surprise, so he decided to run the tunnel clear through to the Emerald City where he and his hosts would break through the ground without warning and conquer the people before they had time to defend themselves. Roquat the Red began work at once upon his tunnel, setting a thousand miners at the task and building it high and broad enough for his armies to march through it with ease. The gnomes were used to making tunnels, as all the kingdom in which they lived was underground, so they made rapid progress. While this work was going on, General Guff started out alone to visit the chief of the Whimsies. These Whimsies were curious people who lived in a retired country of their own. They had large, strong bodies, but heads so small that they were no bigger than doorknobs. Of course, such tiny heads could not contain any great amount of brains and the Whimsies were so ashamed of their personal appearance and lack of common sense that they wore big heads made of pasteboard which they fastened over their own little heads. On these pasteboard heads they sewed sheep's wool for hair, and the wool was colored many tints, pink, green, and lavender being the favorite colors. The faces of these false heads were painted in many ridiculous ways according to the whims of the owners and these big burly creatures looked so whimsical and absurd in their queer masks that they were called whimsies. They foolishly imagined that no one would suspect the little heads that were inside the imitation ones, not knowing that it is folly to try to appear otherwise than as nature has made us. The chief of the whimsies had as little wisdom as the others and had been chosen chief merely because none among them was any wiser or more capable of ruling. The Whimsies were evil spirits and could not be killed. They were hated and feared by everyone and were known as terrible fighters because they were so strong and muscular 
and had not sense enough to know when they were defeated. General Guff thought the Whimsies would be a great help to the gnomes in the conquest of Oz, for under his leadership they could be induced to fight as long as they could stand up. So he traveled to their country and asked to see the chief who lived in a house that had a picture of his grotesque false head painted over the doorway. The chief's false head had blue hair, a turned-up nose, and a mouth that stretched half across the face. Big green eyes had been painted upon it, but in the center of the chin were two small holes made in the pasteboard so that the chief could see through them with his own tiny eyes, for when the big head was fastened upon his shoulders the eyes in his own natural head were on a level with the false chin. Said General Guff to the chief of the Whimsies, We gnomes are going to conquer the land of Oz and capture our king's magic belt, which the Oz people stole from him. Then we are going to plunder and destroy the whole country, and we want the Whimsies to help us. Will there be any fighting? asked the chief. Plenty, replied Guff. That must have pleased the chief, for he got up and danced around the room three times. Then he seated himself again, adjusted his false head, and said, We have no quarrel with Ozma of Oz. But you Whimsies love to fight, and here is a splendid chance to do so, urged Guff. Wait till I sing a song, said the chief. Then he lay back in his chair, and sang a foolish song that did not seem to the general to mean anything, although he listened carefully. When he had finished, the chief whimsy looked at him through the holes in his chin, and asked, "'What reward will you give us if we help you?' The general was prepared for this question, for he had been thinking the matter over on his journey. People often do a good deed without hope of reward. But for an evil deed they always demand payment. When we get our magic belt, he made reply, our king, Roquat the Red, will use its power to give every whimsy a natural head as big and fine as the false head he now wears. Then you will no longer be ashamed because your big strong bodies have such teensy-weensy heads. Oh, will you do that? asked the chief eagerly. We surely will, promised the general. I'll talk to my people, said the chief. So he called a meeting of all the whimsies and told them of the offer made by the gnomes. The creatures were delighted with the bargain, and at once agreed to fight for the gnome king and help him to conquer Oz. One whimsy alone seemed to have a glimmer of sense, for he asked, Suppose we fail to capture the magic belt? What will happen then? And what good will all our fighting do? But they threw him into the river for asking foolish questions, and laughed when the water ruined his pasteboard head before he could swim out again. So the compact was made, and General Guff was delighted with his success in gaining such powerful allies. But there were other people, too, just as important as the Whimsies, whom the clever old gnome had determined to win to his side. End of chapter 6